0: Um, so step one, Todd, is like, you, you you have to know what you're doing. You know, I think, I think that, um, absolutely there is a, a personality match for like a real estate agent or any type of salesman. You don't have to be that perfect quintessential salesman in order to be successful, but, um, there is that personality factor. However, you, you have to know what you're doing. You have to understand the market. You have to understand just real estate in general.
1: Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hey, our sponsor for the show today is Pine Financial Group, the leader in hard money lending in Colorado and Minnesota, and they were recently approved to offer their investment publicly. This investment offers only for investors in Colorado and Minnesota and is only made through their investment prospects. Get your copy today. Simply visit www.pineinvestments.com and click to get started. Look, there's a reason why some of the wealthiest people in history invest in loans backed by real estate. Learn more about the risks and returns at www.pineinvestments.com. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me today, I've got Tim Nelson. Tim, how are you doing today? Great, Todd. Thanks. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for joining me. So I've got a little bit about Tim, but I'm going to have him do the main introduction. First of all, uh, Tim and I share the same college. We went to college together, but not together, right? We went to the same university, but You were a little bit after me, uh, and Tim was a a stud cross-country runner, uh, broke all kinds of track and cross-country records. But then he became a real estate investor and a realtor and is absolutely crushing it in the real estate uh, space. He's been a realtor for just a short period of time and is really – uh, doing amazing as far as sales go and has, has far exceeded what I would have expected at this point in time. So I'm excited to have Tim on the show because I want to talk about what he's doing to set himself up for success where most other people aren't seeing this explosive growth so quickly uh, as, as what Tim is seeing. So Tim, with that, why don't you give our listeners a bit about your background um, and what I, what I left out.
0: Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Todd. Um, so like Todd said, I'm a, a real estate uh, agent for Remax affiliates out of the Eau Claire, Wisconsin uh, area. Uh, I guess my, my home office is Menominee, Wisconsin. Um, I focus mostly on first time home buyers, first time home sellers, and then investor buyers and sellers. Those are kind of the three parties I work with the most. Um, between uh, myself and my wife and uh, my dad, uh, we also own a uh, a real estate um, investment company. Uh, it's called CJRT Properties, and we own, uh, together we have about 25 student rental doors, um, all in Menominee, Wisconsin. So uh, I do probably ninety uh, percent real estate sales, ten percent uh, property management um, and yeah that's that's kind of where we're at today always looking to to grow both sides of the business and I'm, I'm lucky that I have um, you know a great partner and my dad to, to kind of manage the real estate investing while I focus on sales
1: so tim, you're also uh, active or you're you're in the military what what's your branch position all that kind of stuff?
0: Sure. Yep. So I was in the active duty army, um, from 2014 to early uh, 2013, 2018. Um, and now I'm in the Minnesota army national guard. Um, I'm a captain and I'm actually the the crazy troop commander, uh, in one nine four Cav. My, my home armory is in Cloquet, Minnesota. So I'm actually, I don't live in Minnesota, but I'm there every month. (laughs) Good stuff. Good stuff.
1: Awesome. Thanks for your service as well. Uh, Tim, I want to, first of all, when I I first kind of started talking to you about real estate, uh, you were still, I think you were still active duty uh, and you were buying student rental properties in Menominee, University of Wisconsin Stout. Talk to us about that. Uh, what that, that mindset shift, or maybe you were always in that mindset, but talk to us about that being active duty and being, you know, a real estate investor buying these uh, student rentals. How did that come about? Why? And how did you find success in doing it?
0: So it was, it was, it was a challenge because I actually, so I bought my first rental property I graduated college. I had about four or five months in between my graduation and my report date to my my army unit in Georgia. So that's when I bought my first rental property. That was the only one I ever bought when I was on the ground in the local area I was buying at. So I was buying from when I was in Korea, I bought a property. Um, When I was in Kansas, I bought a few properties. When I was in Georgia, I think I bought maybe one or none, but the only reason I was really able to be successful is because I did have that person back here looking out for me and uh, vetting the properties, touring the properties. And that was my dad. Um, we were kind of, at that time we were, we're sort of investing together, sort of a part. Um, but if I was ever interested in the property, I had him to both go tour the properties, um, you know, basically give me the rundown of what he thought of the place and then also to manage them. So that was very helpful. I couldn't have done it without him, honestly, or it would have been much more difficult.
1: So that, that first property you bought, you were just out of college. <coughs> um, take take me through that deal. How how did you get that deal done?
0: So I was, I was really lucky, Todd. I got a loan through USAA called the Career Starter Loan, and it's available to any Army officer, actually probably any office, military officer of any branch, Marines, Air Force, Coast Guard, whatever. Um, and it's $25,000, um, unsecured personal loan that you can basically take out and use for whatever, because USAA knows exactly how much money you're going to be making once you become an officer. So they give you this loan and you have to pay it back over five years. Um, and it was like 2.99% interest. Well, luckily the guy that my landlord, when I was in college, um, you may remember him Todd. Um, he was looking to get out of the business. He owned all of his properties free and clear. And he, he said, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll sell it to you on land contract. So he required 20% down, but he didn't care where the money came from. So I used that unsecured loan to buy my first property land contract. So it worked, out, it, it worked out really well, actually, if I could do that again, I would do it over and over again. And I saw a lot of guys who bought brand new trucks with nice sound systems and whatnot. And I feel like I, Made
1: a wiser investment, <laughs> yeah, de- definitely. Because those brand new trucks are no longer brand new, and uh, those sound systems aren't probably quite as nice as they once were. But you've got a property that throws off cash flow every single month, and you could now go buy a truck and use that profits what for the uh, the payments on that truck. So <laughs> it worked out really well. Uh, get get into more detail then about buying these. You've got twenty five uh doors of student rentals um get in a little bit more details on on buying those and maybe how your mindset was in order to get those deals done
0: so um we primarily use our own money uh we have not like luckily um From the investments my dad has and my mom's job, they generate enough income that they can, they have extra income left over that they can use for real estate investing. And um, I was fortunate enough to be a high enough wage earner that I could do the same. We have used some of our equity uh, more recently to buy uh, additional properties. Obviously, leverage is how you can grow a lot faster, but I'd say primarily it has been using um, our own money. So... We mostly invest for cash flow. Um, so what I what I really look for is if I can just quickly looking at the numbers, I'll crunch them. Luckily, being a realtor, I it's I have pretty easy access to that kind of information. If I can get twenty percent cash on cash return in a property, it it, it piques my interest. If I can't get I probably am not interested. So I'll, you know, I I look anytime a property comes up that's in the student rental district that doesn't need a ton of work, because believe me, you know, as well as I do, Todd, Menominee, Wisconsin, there are a lot of student rentals that do need a lot of work. Um, I'm definitely not afraid to do, uh, you know, some rehabbing, um, adding bedrooms, adding bathrooms, we've done a lot of that kind of stuff in the last couple years just to increase the rent and therefore increase the value of our properties. But if I look at a property and it doesn't seem like it's going to get 20% and I don't see a way that I can get there, I'll just wait. So.
1: Yeah. yeah. Good, good to have your uh, patience and good to have a, uh, a strategy in place. Um, what, What's the goal then with your investing before we pivot over to the, the realtor uh, side of things? What's your goal for investing? Where are you going to uh, take that uh, business?
0: So, right now, Todd, um, my goal for this year, short-term goal, was to add eight units this year. So far, we've added four, and I I absolutely feel like we're going to get to eight. I'm not not worried about it at all. I'm just waiting for the right ones right now. Um, So, that's the short-term goal is to add four more units this year. Uh, Ideally, I'd love to get to the point, so right now, I think our, our cash flow that my wife and I make off of our rentals on a monthly basis is like, is like 2000 a month, you know, which is, it's nice, but not really something you could like live off of. So I'd, I'd really like to triple that and get to like six grand a month, totally replace like my wife's potential income. And that would allow me just to focus solely on real estate sales, take a little bit of pressure off myself, um, maybe work with more clients that I want to work with instead of working with people I feel like I have to work with. Um, and the ultimate goal is I like using my own money and Using my own equity, um, and so that I, you know, basically can call all the shots um, and 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 keep it, you know, kind of a family business. Um, I'd love to pay all my properties off by the time I put everything on a twenty-year note. I'd love to pay all my properties off by the time I'm like early fifties, and then at that point, I would like to sell them all on land contract and move to to Ely, Minnesota. So.
1: So to Ely, Minnesota, which yeah. anybody that doesn't know Ely, Minnesota, it's a little tiny town in very Northern Minnesota and it's super cold in the winter. That's all you need to know about Ely.
0: It's also the gateway <laughs> to the boundary waters, Todd. So. <laughs> That's
1: true. That's true. Oh, beautiful, beautiful area up there. Yeah. Hey, let's take a minute to thank our sponsor Pine Financial Group. Look, you work hard for your money. Is your money working hard for you because of inflation money sitting idle erodes your wealth. Many investors understand that real estate is a great investment, but may not want the effort or the risk that comes with owning their own property. They want to sit back and have payments, hit their bank account each and every month. Stop eroding your wealth and start building it by asking your money to work for you. You should be earning profits while you sleep in investment backed by real estate pine financial group the leader in hard money lending in colorado and minnesota was recently approved to offer their investment publicly this investment offers only for investors in colorado and minnesota and is only made through the investment prospectus get your copy today simply visit www.pineinvestments.com and click to get started There's a reason why some of the wealthiest people in history invest in loans backed by real estate. Learn more about the risks and returns at www.pineinvestments.com. It's www.pineinvestments.com. I want to invite you to join us at the North Star Real Estate Conference. This conference is September 20 and 21st in Minneapolis and it's going to be packed full of a ton of great speakers. We've got uh just a, a great group of people speaking. And you can look at our lineup on our website, nreconference.com, and sign up there as well. We've got an early bird special. All you need to do is type in early bird, one word, and uh, you can get a hundred dollars off. And that's good through August 10th. So make sure you sign up now. Take action. Look, people that take action and value their education are those who are going to succeed i know there's a lot of free content my podcast is free there's all kinds of free content out there maybe even free meetups that you're attending but this conference is going to blow your socks up this is going to be well worth the price and all the profits go to charity so it's definitely time to take action sign up now don't delay because the prices will go up um but you know what Every time I attend a conference, I 10 X, actually, I would say I more like a thousand X even my investment, a hundred, a 1, thousand, potentially even more X my investment. I've met so many fantastic people. I've met investors at conferences. I've met potential partners at conference. I've joined mastermind groups because of conferences. So it's a ton of value. You cannot replace it. So check it out. NREconference.com. Thanks a lot. So let's shift then to your, your realtor. Um, because I think that's a really cool story. I mean, you were in the the uh, active duty, and I think while you were in the active duty, you and I had, had talked, and uh, you were wanting to. I think you were just trying to decide if that's something you wanted to do at that time. Uh, if I'm if I'm right, and you ended up heading that direction, and you took your business from nothing, literally nothing. To now, this year, uh, you've grown substantially. So, talk to us about uh, I think where, you know, how you started, what the decision process was, um, and and maybe some of the important decisions that you made along the way. And then, how have you grown so quickly?
0: So, I will start off, Todd, by saying that. Todd Dexheimer has a very important piece in this story. Even <laughs> though it's a very small piece because I called Todd and I said, well, I really would like to be a, a full-time real estate investor. I think that'd be, you know, a wonderful career choice for me. I love the army, but I was kind of disenfranchised with the active duty army. had a couple bosses that I didn't really care to work for. I'm sure that no one else listening to your podcast has ever experienced anything like that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so I called Todd one day and I was like, well, Todd, I, I, I don't make enough money off my property so I can live off that, I need to find something else to do too. And I was like, well, I think I'm gonna become a real estate agent, but I heard some horror stories about how you know only two out of 10 real estate agents make it past their first two years, and it's very, very hard to make a lot of money, you know, this and that. Um, so I asked Todd, Todd, do you think I should become a full-time real estate agent or should I just do it part-time and should I get another job instead? And you like quick did the math, and you're like, look, Tim, to make like an income, you only need to sell, you know, 10, 15 properties, whatever it may be. I um, you convinced me. No, just take the jump. Luckily, my wife and I were in the position with her working, with her National Guard income, with my National Guard income, with our real estate uh, investing income, and with the money we had saved, I didn't really have to make any money. So you had convinced me. Okay, jump in, go full time, work super, super hard. And you'll probably be able to at least make enough money to live off of. And you can always just go if 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 you fall flat on your face, if you fail, you can always get another job. You know, so I really have considered like going and getting like a you know, fifty thousand dollar a year job where I could have sat at a desk and you know you know worked my forty five hours a week. And I'm so glad that I didn't do that because I think I would have failed as a real estate agent because. I think being a part-time real estate agent just inherently is not a good idea and my income would have totally been limited so it worked out really really well that I listened to you I you know sorry I, so I guess step 1 how do they become successful at real estate sales quickly I was smart enough to listen to people that I knew knew what they were talking about um, and then it just came down to just motivation. I didn't want my wife to be the the sole brand winner. I really wanted to pull my own weight, so I would just even if I didn't have anything to do and like I'll be honest, when you become a brand new real estate agent, you don't have anything to do, you know like you don't have clients, you don't have people you know. Um, like it's not like you just get your set of business cards buy some signs, then all of a sudden everyone's calling you and being like hey Tim come list our house it is not like that at all so but I found something to do every day and that's that's the important thing is if you can find some way to be productive every day and be even semi I know consistency is truly the most important thing even if you can just be semi-consistent because some of the stuff you try is not going to be successful you know like I've heard that door knocking can be very successful for people I have not had much luck door knocking, but I tried it, you know? And so I decided not to stay consistent with door knocking, which wasn't working, but doing open houses did seem to work. So I have consistently done those and just even if it seems like, man, I don't have anything going on, you know, I don't have any clients, nobody in the pipeline. If you can still get the motivation to go into the office to do work, and actually focus on building your business, even if it's small stuff. Like you will see results, absolutely. And I feel like a lot of people don't do that.
1: Yeah, I think that's the biggest lack of what people do is that the you know, like you mentioned most most real estate agents don't make don't make money. I mean, when if you look at the average real estate agent, how much they make, it's it's really pretty bad. Um, it's poverty level and the reason why is I think exactly what you said when you're a brand new real estate agent, you've got nothing to do. Like you've gotten, you've got no friends, right? You've got, you've got, you've got nobody calling you up and saying, Hey, list my real estate. Or maybe, maybe you have one or two friends that want you to list their properties, but that doesn't pay the bills, right? That's two, three houses. And those, those go away. You know, they're, it's not like they're buying and selling a house every you know 6 months you can't mm-hmm. count on that so you have to somehow figure out how to be motivated and i love what you said when you don't have anything to do find something to do and and that's really important what steps what are the things that you found to do like if somebody were going okay i want to start my own business or i let's just say i want to become a real estate uh agent like tim nelson What steps do I do from the beginning to get me to be able to get some, some commissions coming in as quickly as possible? Because that's, that's the key, right? If you're not making money, you're not going to stay motivated.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So step one, Todd, is like, you, you have to know what you're doing. You know, I think, I think that, Um, absolutely there is a a personality match for like a real estate agent or any type of salesman. You don't have to be that perfect quintessential salesman in order to be successful, but um, there is that personality factor. However, you, you have to know what you're doing. You have to understand the market. You have to understand just real estate in general. Now, I came in with a leg up because number one, I didn't have to make money immediately. So I didn't come across as like super, super desperate. So like, and I had some money to spend on some marketing materials, which was good. B, I'd already bought and not sold, but I bought and managed several properties. So I knew something about real estate. So if you are a brand new person coming in, you need to get educated. Obviously you're going to get licensed. What is that? An 80 hour course. That's not enough. You need to be picking your broker's brains. You need to be sitting down and having lunch with people like todd dexheimer you know you need to be surfing the mls and like literally learning like the market trends like okay how many homes have sold in this city in the last month what is a good you know what is my average purchase price in this community you know uh square footage to you know list all those ratios and stuff like that you know how much is do homes sell for per square foot in menominee Wisconsin? scotts like You need to know those things inside and out, and you need to be able to actually talk shop. I mean, that's one of the things that I think that new real estate agents struggle with the most is that they've taken the classes, they might know the right steps, but they just don't know enough about real estate to be considered an expert, and that's what people go to you for. They expect you to be an expert, even if they think they're an expert, your client, and a lot of clients do think they're an expert, they've sold five homes in a lifetime, you know. You know, maybe you, you a good a real estate agent, sells five in a month. So they expect you to know what you're talking about. And if you don't, that's step one. You got to learn. Go in the market and you got to learn the business. You got to know the contracts inside and out. And that's one of my brokers. He told me, he's like, hey, when you're sitting at an open house, and nobody's there. Nothing's going on. Bring an offer to purchase with you. Bring a listing contract with you. Bring an addendum B, which in Wisconsin is like the well and septic addendum, you know, and read those things word for word so you understand them and you know them. And I, that helped because I feel like I can go to back with any, most anybody, people who have been in the industry for 15 years. I think I can go in and just talk real estate and, you know, I feel like I know just as much as they do. It gives you confidence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. Yeah.
1: Uh, that fantastic advice, and no matter what business you're in, getting educated is extremely important. Uh, anything, anything else, what else did you to do that maybe set you apart? Cause I guarantee it. There's people that joined your brokerage at or near the same time as you that either are no longer in the business or that maybe are in the business, but are just kind of floating along.
0: Right. Um, yep, you're correct. Um, so I'll just tell you a few of the things that I did, um, you know taking consistent action some of the steps that i did and the things that i chose to focus on that really helped were um a big part was social media i hit social media pretty hard um i i decided facebook was the social media platform that i was the most comfortable with so i chose to use that one the most and the heaviest um i do a lot of facebook live videos uh i you know i first started with real estate a year and a half ago real estate or um facebook live was just starting to become like a bigger thing and not very many agents were doing it and honestly people know that it works and still not a lot of agents are doing it and that's been nice for me um only one time ever todd have i done a facebook live video and somebody commented on it and it was actually like hey tim my boyfriend and I are looking to buy a home. Will you be our realtor? Literally, someone asked me that on a Facebook Live video in a comment, and I said yes, and I sold them a home. And it was actually one of the first homes I sold. So you don't usually get like layup leads like that. However, I don't think there's any way to stay front of mind and in front of people any better than doing that. You know. Um, I get all sorts of people who will come up to me and be like, "Oh well, yeah, I saw your Facebook live video. And I'm like, geez, you never like it or comment on it or you know engage with it at all, but they see it. And that's really is pretty good marketing. Everybody in the world, in my world, at least I shouldn't say it, but everybody in my world knows that I'm a real estate agent and that I'm at least moderately successful. And I think that was a big part of it. I also have done a lot of training. And and
1: even when before you were successful, you're, you're kind of showing that you're engaging and you're you're going to be successful. People know that when you're first beginning and, and you're doing these Facebook lives and you're committed and you're on social media, they know you're committed and serious about it. And they know you're not just a hobbyist. And that's what people, most people want is they want to deal with somebody who's committed, knowledgeable, and is going to be consistent. and And that really helps.
0: Yep. No, I, I, I would agree. Um, I try to do at least one a week, even still, you know, my goal is always one a week. I don't want to inundate people. I really never do more than two a week. Um, perhaps I could, but that's, that's what I'm doing right now. Um, like I said, one of the direct mail things that I've seen some success with, and it's just something again that most agents aren't doing is I'll literally just go into the tax records and I'll find people that don't live in their homes. You know, Hey, you know, Brad Dexheimer owns a home in Menominee, Wisconsin, yet his mailing address is Indiana. I'll send him a letter and be like, hey, do you wanna sell your second home? And I've seen some success with that. Um, Not a lot, but just doing those other things that other real estate agents aren't doing, it's gonna set you apart and you don't need to get every lead. You know, like you don't need to sell 150 homes a year. Maybe you only need to sell 30, 35. So by doing those little things, um, that helps. And then obviously giving awesome service to the, the clients that you have right at the time. Now, I don't think there's any better marketing than that, is just taking care of the people that you have right in front of you that are already clients. If you do a good job with them, they are going to reward you over and over and over again. So you can't neglect what you have going right now, chasing future business, because I I'm in I'm in business right now, which is July 9th of 2019, I would also like to be in business July 9th of 2029. So if I take care of those people right now, I think that'll help. Just for example, Todd, I had a, I had a, one of my high school friends contacted me and said, Hey Tim, I'd like to buy a home this year with my fiance. So I sold them a home and then their parents came along uh, on a couple of showings and they seemed to be impressed with me. And then I ended up listing their Uh, home when their their parent died and then they said hey Tim did such a good job they referred me to their neighbor I listed and sold their neighbor and then his cousin also reached out to me and was like hey Tim I saw you're working with Chris come list my home so um, within a week I closed four homes just because I took good care of one of my high school buddies So, so, um, yeah. yeah that's that's
1: a great story and that's the story of you know, like you just said, you can't neglect your current business just to chase the new the new leads. You got to take care of the people that are feeding you right now. Um, what are are there any tactics that you use to make sure you're staying, you know, in front of? I mean, we already talked about the Facebook, but is there anything else you're doing to make sure you're taking care of the current clients?
0: um i mean I, I i think like any real estate agent i just have a, a tracking system of you know all the deals they have under contract or all the people that are currently searching for homes and i just try to do a week a weekly touch it's nothing nothing more nothing less than that but just making sure it's like even sometimes if it's just a, a phone call as simple as hey i'm thinking about you you know i'm still here it's that awkward period in between you're you're done with all of your inspections your appraisal came back and we're waiting to close for three weeks and we have nothing to talk about but you know just touching base so people know that you're there and thinking about them cool, cool. so Tim
1: any anything else uh, that you want to mention on building uh, your business and, and what's been successful
0: um, other than just rolling with the punches and having a positive attitude, um, I think if you're, you know, if you're, if you're a negative person, I think real estate is going to be a tough business for you because there's a lot of things that inherently go wrong on the investment side, um, managing properties and real estate sales. So if you let the the tough stuff and those bad days get you down, you're going to be down a lot. So just being able to bounce back, I always liken it to Brett Favre. You know, Brett Favre threw a lot of interceptions. He he's still a Hall of Famer. Why? Because he let him go and he just went back out there and tried again. So that's the same thing I try to do.
1: Awesome. Um, Great advice. Um, so for your business, what anything that you're trying to do today to take you to the next level?
0: Well, I think that I'm a pretty good writer, Todd. So I've recently started uh, blogging. So... Um, I've gotten positive feedback on it. I'd like to like expand that to get more people to read it. But, um, so I've started doing that. Um, I did hire a transaction coordinator this year just to take a little bit of the pressure off myself. Um, Todd and I were talking before the podcast, I can probably take another step by hiring another at least part time professional to help me just manage uh, the things that I have going on. And then additionally, Todd, I realized that I enjoy real estate sales so much more than I enjoy um, property management that I actually manage almost none of my properties anymore. I completely have outsourced that. So, the properties I own in Kansas, um, property manager, um, my dad manages everything that we own together. I actually only manage two properties anymore, and I'm actually considering moving those out as well, just having my dad manage those. Um, I don't mow my own lawns. I don't do any of my own maintenance. I hire all that out um, just because it frees me up to do something that I am just. I get a lot more personal happiness and satisfaction out of. And I definitely make more money per hour. So um, I guess I would be curious, Todd, as what you say your dollar per hour worth is, but I'll tell you mine. Uh, I try not to do any work that's under $100 per hour. So um, if I can hire somebody to do something for $25 an hour, I'm not going to do it. You know. Cause I can do something else. Cause I think my time's worth more than that. In other words, you need know? to hire a bookkeeper. to take- <laughs> yes. Yeah. I am a terrible bookkeeper, Todd. So. <laughs> <laughs> correct.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's, that's really important though. What you just said to be thinking about is, is what are you worth and what, what do you like and what you just said there about hiring the property management out and not mowing the lawns and not doing the maintenance uh, that's super important because it's creating a lifestyle that you really want and that you enjoy. And so if you like that sales just way better than being the property manager, then you need to be getting rid of that stuff. And that's going to make you a better landlord in the end. And it's going to make you be, be a better realtor and serve your clients much better than if you're trying to tackle some of those other things that you really don't enjoy.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I, I, it honestly came more down to happiness than it did money. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, and, and it should, quite frankly, I mean, money, money is important. Uh, You know, we need it to survive. But there's a point where, you know, Money, money only goes so far, and what's the point of having it and hoarding it if you're not creating happiness? And so, you need to do things that are going to really drive you. And what's going to happen? And and that's this is the funny thing is what's going to end up happening is you are going to make a lot more money because of the decisions you've made because of giving up some of these things. You're going right now, today, or the day that that happened. You spent more money, right? Now you had to hire somebody else, but that ended up freeing up more time. To now, in the future, uh, you're going to create a lot more value, which in turn is going to create a lot more income.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Tim, um, what's a what's a mistake you've made along the way, and how have you learned from it?
0: Um. Mm. I've made a lot. So, um, you know, not investing, you know, in uh, like, you know, like organizational systems and skills, because I'm not very good at a lot of that kind of stuff, like uh, the, the organization stuff. That's something that's, I'm painful right now. Um, you know, I just, I, I flat out lost a really good listing recently just because I wasn't as organized as I should have been. And I, I knew what I needed to do and I was just really busy. So I didn't do it and it ended up costing me. Um, another one too, is, you know, I would say that I, I kind of regret investing in some low income apartments that I have right now. Um, it's worked out for me and it will work out, but that's just, that's not something I enjoy and it's not something that my personality is really a good match for. Um, so, you know, I've, I've moved away from that arena and kind of promised myself I won't do it again. Um, and, uh, so I, I would say, I don't know if I wouldn't. Do it again if I had to live everything all over again, but I wouldn't do it again now. So,
1: yeah. well, you you've learned what you enjoy and what your niche is, and and now you you're willing to stick to it, which
0: mm-hmm. is
1: which is important uh, instead of chasing the deal. So many investors chase deals just because it's a deal, but it doesn't really fit their investment strategy potentially. Um, all right, so we're gonna wrap up. I got a couple more questions I want to ask you. Uh, what's your favorite business or real estate
0: book? Um. So when we were talking about this uh, yesterday, I thought about it. Does The Alchemist count? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would say The Alchemist. I'm not a big business book reader, Todd. I read a lot of fantasy novels about uh, wizards and sword fighting. Um, I don't really care to read about business very much. Um, I probably should, but I don't. But I really like The Alchemist. Um, because I think it's just a a wonderful philosophy book about a, about a great philosophy on life. I don't know if you've read it, Todd, but it's just, uh, it's, it's just about uh, how important it is to chase your personal legend and to chase your personal dreams. And ultimately that will lead to success. If, if as hard as you possibly can, you fight and chase and go after your dreams, a will meet you halfway. So yeah, the alchemist.
1: Awesome. Um, So last question before we wrap up, what are your three pillars of wealth creation?
0: Okay, so I wrote these down. My three pillars of wealth creation are, uh, number one, multiple streams of income. So like I said, um, my wife and I are very fortunate that we both have our National Guard incomes, which are not insignificant, our rental property income, um, my real estate sales income, and then when my wife's working, her income as well. Um, and that just, cause at any given time, one of those is probably not going well, but maybe the other three or four are, and it just creates a lot. It creates financial security and just the ability for you to have extra money left over to invest. Awesome. Um, awesome. So, oh yeah, number two, sorry. Uh, networking with successful people. Um, I think I, I think that's so important, whether you're gonna be, you know, investing in real estate, which I think is a very, very smart thing to invest in, um, or if you're gonna invest in something else, if you're networking with people who are in the field that you are and they are successful at it, that will create opportunity. So yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I'll just give a quick example. I sold a big property. A big set of properties this year for me it was like a 1.1 million dollar sale and the only reason that came about is because that particular investor it was a young man uh just networked really really well and he would have never heard about the deal had he not um so i mean just that alone In- increased his net worth and mine um because i was his agent um but yeah absolutely networking and then when he- uh, that
1: that one's so important. It's it's easy to push aside and not do because we're always get so busy. But absolutely, building relationships with other people is probably one of the most, if not the most important part.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I I I completely agree. And then uh, number three would be having a supportive spouse. Um, and I know that one maybe sounds cliche, but I really feel like if if you and your spouse or significant other are not on the same page, I feel like it would be so hard to build wealth. I mean, if you, I mean, if you're constant, if you can't agree on anything and you have just different spending habits and different goals. And if you just aren't on the same page financially, I feel like that would just be probably a good way to get divorced and not build wealth. So.
1: Yeah. And uh, you know, for me, you're, my spouse, my wife is not, she's not a real estate investor and she doesn't care about real estate investing and she doesn't really have any passion in what I do, but she's extremely supportive of, of what I do and as she allows for the time commitment and, and uh, just the flexibility with the kids and our schedules and all that kind of stuff. So that's really important with what you said, in my opinion, they don't necessarily have to have the same vision and goals and have to be doing it with you, but they have to align and be able to allow you to um, do what you need and be supportive in that matter as well. Hmm. So perfect. Well, Tim, I appreciate you joining us. Uh, I'm excited to continue to hear about your journey and success. I know that the next time I talk to you, it's going to be even better and it's going to continue to grow. And and, uh, I'm excited to hear as you continue to grow uh, of your progress. So uh, thanks a lot for joining us on the show and for the value you're able to add.
0: Yeah, no, thank you for having me, Todd. Um, yeah, I appreciate our relationship, and uh, yeah, thanks again. All right, take care.
1: Hey, special thanks to Tim Nelson for joining us on the show. Appreciate him uh, and the value he was able to add. A couple things I took from it. Uh, first of all, he talks about when you don't have anything to do, find things to do. Just make sure you continue to find things to do, and that's really important for those who are uh, just beginning, obviously, if you've been going for quite a long time, typically you have something to do, but even then you might find yourself into a kind of a rut and make sure you dig yourself up and and find stuff to do. Uh, The next thing he talks about is taking consistent action. Um, making sure you're doing things every single day again it goes along with kind of the first one and then uh, the the last thing among many that he talks about is is networking with successful people make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that are successful and and you've heard it before. You you are who you keep your company with. Um, you're the you're the sum of the top, you know, five people you spend the most time with. So make sure that you're networking and, and spending time with successful people as well. Uh, again, appreciate Tim for joining us and the time he was able to spend. Excited to see his journey unfold and continue to grow. Um, and yeah, that's it. I'm signing out. Make every day a Saturday. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. A couple things before we go. Again, go on to our Facebook page, Pillars of Wealth. We'd love to have you on there. Go on to iTunes, give us a rating and review and subscribe to the show. Also, um, you know, don't forget, reach out to me if you want any help with uh, potentially growing your business and reach out to John Stiles to help you buy or sell real estate. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Have a fantastic the rest of the day, and as I say, make every day a Saturday.